Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 82 of Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. And as always, we have with us intern E. How are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'm doing good. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> he, he keeps adding to it as he says. I'm gonna leave. I'm it good. At that. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. But to that, may I add? <laughs> All right, go ahead. I mean, no one's stopping you. No, that's we got a good show. We always have good shows. Episode right. eighty-two, eighty-two shows, Be- and that's all I'm gonna add after that. That's, Before that's, we I'm get done. into that, I'm, I'm just gonna power through now and ask how he's doing. Please be a little more, you know. Sh- Clear and concise on what you want to say. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Watching my socks destroy Houston right now. What's the oh, score? You cursed it. Nine three. No, it's gonna be a ten nine. It's gonna be a ten nine Stros victory. Ten nine loss. You spoke it into the ether. Mm-hmm. The ether. That was good, dude. That was a good punny joke. As he just walked another Red Sox. See. Oh yeah, that means a run scored. <laughs> he, he walked right. That's a scored run. Eric baseball one hundred and one. All right, uh, so nobody has anything to say. We'll get right into today's show. What we have for you today is NBA win totals, over-unders that we like for certain teams. We will go through the list, as always, but we'll just pick the ones that we end up liking. We'll touch on the final four teams were cemented for the championship series. You probably already know that by now, as seeing as both series are two games in, and now the AL is three games in. Then we'll get into head-to-head and week six surprises, disappointments, and into week seven betting slate. All right. So with that being said, we're going to start with the MLB postseason. Uh, As the last time we talked to you guys was last Wednesday, the only game remaining in the division series was the San Francisco Giants, the 109-win San Francisco Giants, and the 109-win Los Angeles Dodgers. Meeting head to head in a winner take all game five, and we'll let Nick pick it up from there. Yeah, so for those of you who are interested in baseball, this was a defensive, and by defensive, I mean catching and pitching clinic from both teams. I don't think I've I've seen a game in recent I can't think of a game in recent memory that was this well executed by both teams. And I know we were talking after the game, Jermaine. We didn't want this game to end. And and neither of us really have any love for the two teams playing. I know I certainly don't. But you know, from a from a catching standpoint, it was great. Uh, in terms of pitch framing, in terms of execution, I don't think anybody made a mistake. The pitchers hit their spots. They didn't really hang pitches. The one, I, I, and I'll, I'll even say it from a from a hitting perspective, the one pitch that was hung that was a bad pitch was crushed to deep center. So, you know, I, I want 162 games of that game. Is is really what I want? Yeah, I mean. The final score was 2-1 in what was a wildly exciting game. Like, if you watched this game, you were not bored. 
there were runners on the base base paths. There was errors. There was, you know, everything you wanted. High drama. One team scored. The next team scored that very inning to tie it up. And then the final run wasn't scored until the ninth. And, you know, a little bit of controversy at the end of it. I won't say that. I won't say that like, I mean, obviously it impacted the game, but that game was lost in other situations as well. So what I will say is, is it, it took away from what would have been a classic, right? That's, that's, that's definitely true. It shouldn't have ended like that, but a Giants manager, Gabe Kapler said it perfectly. Like that's, that's not how we lose the game. Like it's, it's still, it's still, it's still two outs. You know, it, it's still two outs in a one-run ball game. You know, if if it were, you know, it, the, the thing is, if it were, you know, if the, if there was nobody out, if there was a runner on third and nobody out, um, like you can say it's a different game, but that the, there's just not. If you look at statistics, like in analytics, it's a very hard. Uh, sell to say that that lost them the game. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I know you and I were incredibly pissed when it happened. <laughs> like, you, you can't use an umpire. You can't end it like that. You you can't. You have to let the boys play. But it's to say it. It lost the Giants the game. It was the final out in a game for the Giants that they probably wouldn't have won regardless. Yeah, they probably weren't winning it. But it was. So one thing I was upset at is like earlier, Justin Turner, you know, Justin Turner had the same thing and he went so much further was in front of the plate. It was in front of the plate, which is what you look for. And that same umpire was like, nah, safe. He had Dodgers money line. He had, he had Dodgers money line. He had Dodgers series winner and he had Dodgers world series winner. And he cashed two of those three already. That's what I'm. That's what I, it has to be. That there's no other way to explain that. Works for me. I hit all the. I hit all four uh, parlays, all four series winner parlays. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a weird like sentence to like kind of say out loud. Yeah. yeah. A par- a parlay of the four series winners. If you listen to the podcast, Nick cashed, picked everything correctly. He had Dodgers. He had Red Sox. He had Strohs. He had Braves. Uh, the model was all over these series. Whoop, whoop. And it uh, looks like it's going to be all over these whoop, next whoop, series whoop. as well, <laughs> which we'll just touch briefly. We'll cover more in depth once the series are, are over. But we did mention on the podcast that the model has the Braves and the Red Sox winning these series, whoop, whoop. which uh, currently it's Braves up 2-0 after winning two at Truist. And the series Red Sox doesn't really start. Series doesn't really start until they can win one in LA, though. So I'll calm the Braves fans down a little bit. Uh, that's fair. But the Red Sox <clears> split. <throat> they split at Minute Maid, right? Yep. So they split at Minute, Minute Maid. Maid. Yeah. They split at Minute Maid, and now they're playing in Boston. And Boston again jumped in that ass from the rip. I believe the Strohs won Game One. Is that correct, Eric? Yes. And then the Red Sox uh, made history by being the first team in postseason history. I think it was like 1,694 games 
first team in postseason history to hit two grand slams in a single game and ended up winning nine to five. And now you currently have them up as knee, as E said at knee. <laughs> as knee. As E said at the beginning that you have it at nine three right now. Uh, he'll update us as the score changes. So, do we have anything else for baseball? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the way that Houston needs to get a rain back on this series, the way that they beat Boston is they is they have to beat Boston by pitching. You're not going to beat Boston's lineup in a in a slugfest. It's not. It's just not going to happen. They just they just showed the stat um, a couple minutes ago. In the first three innings, Boston has 20 hits and 15 runs. In the last two games against this team, I, in, the, I in the first three innings. In the first three innings, yeah. So six I, innings combined, right? Yeah. I hate to sound cliche, but if you jump on pitchers early, it's it over. normally wins. It normally wins baseball games. Yeah. Oh, Dig stepped out. Uh, yeah. No, absolutely. I, dude, I honestly, I knew the AL was going to be high scoring, but the way the the Red Sox are putting all these runs on the board, I'm actually somewhat surprised. So, uh, despite me knowing it was going to be high scoring and the Braves, I mean, all the injuries they had, right? Well, off the field issues, injuries, and, you know, they lost to the Dodgers last year. And I think that's been the a year key. before that. The yeah. Year before that as well. So I think that's been a key in what's going on right now because they're coming up in clutch situations and, you know, absolutely making more plays than the Dodgers because the Dodgers are making plays to win these games. They just, you know, and uh, you know, one thing the Braves have hanging is they do have home field. Mm-hmm. So those series been really, I mean, the baseball this year, usually every year. So I don't know, really know why I'm prefacing it. You, you <laughs> maybe one in every five years, you have a bad postseason. It's like one team sweeps and it's all blowouts. <laughs> and, but that rarely happens. This has been an exciting postseason. No, right, complaints so, for, no, no complaints for me. Okay. So last thing I want to touch on, um, MLB decided to provide housing for their minor leaguers, which I was, I was, I was shocked. I don't know about you, but I was shocked. I just want to put that out there. Give give MLB a little pat on the back. That's the second best thing they've done this year behind the Field of Dreams game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's you know they they pay they pay these guys you know below minimum wage. It's like twenty four thousand dollars a year that these that the minor league players make. Um, and you know, housing goes a long way towards towards kind of setting a lot of these guys right, so that they're you know now that they have. You know, you got to think about the mental side of it too. baseball more than pretty much any of the professional sports really harps on the mental side of the game. Right. Yeah. So if, if players have their mentals, right, your chickens and your mentals, then they're going to, they're going to put, they're going to be better ball players. So I I think it's a great move by, by the MLB. And I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. It makes a whole lot of sense. You know, just the amount of like, time money energy everything that you're putting into these kids already like you want them to succeed based on how much money you're already spending so you know i what, what are they gonna do build like apartment complex put them all in the apartment complex that'd be pretty cool <laughs> like, <that'd> be, <laughs> you put them have in dorms put them in dorms or something 
you have the managers ru- who runs the minor league team run the apartment complex as well. <laughs> he's, he's the he's the RA of sorts. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it'll be pretty cool though. Uh, yeah, I thought a brilliant move. I just wanted to shout out Major League Baseball because usually we're on here poo pooing them. So, um, yeah. I guess we're going to get a Red Sox-Braves postseason, though. Something I wasn't entirely expecting. If you listen to us, we told you to bet the Braves. We did. Plus 1,500, wasn't it? Plus 1,500? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was just such good odds for a, a quality baseball team. So, uh, it makes made a whole lot of sense to me. All right. So, now, do we want to move into NBA or NFL? Let's do NBA. Okay. So for today's episode, we're not going to be getting into player awards or predictions. We will be doing that next week, um, despite having a, you know, a few games under our belts. But we'll, next week we'll end up picking our – you know who we think makes the finals, who we think wins the like six major awards, um, some of the storylines we're watching. With, I mean, you can pretty much predict two of the big ones already off the bat. But, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting year. For uh, so many stacked teams, there's a whole lot of question marks everywhere, across the board. But there's going to be something that happens that pivotally sh- shakes up these predictions, and the only thing we can hope for is that we actually uh, get it right. So, with that being said, uh, we'll go ahead and touch bases. We're going to go alphabetical order here, um, just because that's how the list comes out for the win totals. Uh, instead of division, we'll go off by a quarter. So first we have Eastern Conference finalists, Atlanta Hawks. Regular season wins over under is set at 46 and a half. So just clarify, I should have said this at the beginning. We are back to a regular schedule. It's 82 games. There's less back-to-backs. There's less home-and-homes. So... Uh, it's, it's back to a more traditional slate of games. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, I wouldn't say they made any major additions this offseason besides draft assets. I don't I don't think they had any major subtractions. Rajon Rondo left, but he didn't necessarily. Well, they traded him, right? Yeah, they traded him. So, um, yeah, they, they kept their core intact. John Collins is back. So, you know. It is what it is. We'll start with you, E. What do you think on this one? Uh, I think they're gonna what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I think they're going to hit the over. Um, they just signed Hoarder to a big contract. Um, they're going to get uh, that kid back from Virginia from the injury. I think they're going to be a little bit better of a team. Uh, I can see them going over that. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I actually – we don't have to touch each one, but if okay. that's one if that's one that you like, you can. So, uh, that's that. Yeah, that was so. off the record. <laughs> That was off the record. So uh, I honestly don't want anything to do with this. This team has the potential to go either way this year. I honestly, I, you know, I think they struck when the time is hot and I don't know if they're going to be able to, uh, you know, deliver that same performance. I will say the 10 X games probably helps them get there, but I don't know if I want anything to do with that bet. I, I, I wasn't going to touch it. So big thing for me, really, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this discussion, and for those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a long time, 
I love when it comes to season win totals. Uh, the previous season's expected win loss. So essentially how lucky or how unlucky a team a team is. You can basically base a lot of your season win totals off that number. So for for you guys, here are the top five lucky and unlucky, I guess the in lucky and unlucky teams in the MLB or in the in the NBA. Sorry, for unlucky or for sorry luckiest, we have the Thunder, the most unlucky team, or sorry, the the luckiest team. Just give us the five luckiest and then the five unluckiest. Yeah, yeah. So here's the five luckiest. The Thunder, the Magic, the Cavs, the Heat, and the Kings. Now the five unluckiest. The Raptors, the Jazz, the Pistons, the Pelicans, and the Celtics. There's a lot of really bad teams on the lucky list. Yeah. That's that's pretty sad. That is... uh... That's wild. I kind of expected to see Atlanta in this lucky list, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a really bad start of the season, fired a coach, and then came back. So this will be the first full year under Nate McMillan. Uh, we'll see. I'm, I don't, I'm not expecting a ton, personally. Uh, 46 is a very good number, and Vegas has, you know, they have people doing this anyways. So we'll move on to uh, one of the favorites to win it all this year in the Brooklyn Nets. Their regular season win total is set for an over-under of 56 and a half. Uh, I love the under. What are the odds on the under? Minus 115. That's actually good. That's good uh, juice. On there. So this will be my first bet. I'm taking the under, and I don't think it's because the team's not good. Uh, Kyrie's out indefinitely. We'll see how that resolution uh, comes to fruition. But I do think that you'll you'll get a 15 games miss from James Harden. You'll get a 15 games miss from KD. They'll do some clever resting for some of their pivotal pieces, knowing that they aren't playing for you know the division crown this year. So I am putting my horse to the under 56 and a half. Any other takers in this area right here? Not for me. All right. So uh, we'll move on to the much maligned Boston Celtics. Tons of upheaval this offseason. Danny Ainge is out as president and general manager. Brad Stevens has now moved. From the bench to the front office, it almost seems like seemed like it was an intended plan of succession since the beginning. Um, they moved on from Kemba Walker, and they brought back um, Celtic darling Al Horford, uh, who should help with their defense. You have a lot of question marks still here. Uh, they lost Evan Fournier, who they traded for at the deadline last year. And so they did sign Dennis Schroeder, also much maligned. So it's kind of perfect that he's on the Boston Celtics. Their over-under is set for 45 and a half. Uh, what is anyone thinking here? Yay, nay? So like I mentioned, they're one of the – they were one of the most unlucky teams last year, right? I still think that if this win total shifts a little bit, a little bit higher, I would take the under. 
but right now there's there's prob there's probably no action on it for me. Okay. So the over on this is actually one of the ones that I picked. Um, I like uh, uh, Ime as a coach. Uh, the systems that he was in with uh, Pop, and uh, uh, they just signed uh, what's that, the kid that left the bag in L.A. Dennis Schroeder, and uh, Robert <laughs> Williams the third. I think he's gonna he's gonna get way more rotation minutes. We saw sparks out of him last year. I think he's gonna fill a big need for them at at the big. So I actually could see them going over this relatively easy hit like 51 okay so they you think they can go into the 50s i think i think this one's fascinating the over is very very enticing yeah but i will not be touching this one 45 and a half is just at that area where i'm like i'm not sure i want anything to do with that jalen brown's gonna be injured to start the beginning of this year which is very, very odd since he had a surgery in mid-May and it was a three-month timetable. So that's not entirely promising. Uh, I do think they haven't figured out who their top dog is, and that's something that always concerns me with teams like this, so I'm going to go ahead and stay away from that. Um, next, we have the Charlotte Hornets. The regular season win uh, – sorry, over-under is set for 38-and-a-half. Uh, Charlotte was neither on – was not on either of those five ends, correct, Nick? They were not. They were not. Over 30 and a half, 38 and a half is interesting. Uh, nah, I'm going to stay away. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, do I think LaMelo takes the next step? What do you guys think? Do you think LaMelo Ball takes the, a, a, a jump this season? I do. I um, He was already the rookie of the year. Um, the dude's been in the gym. I, you know, you watch him on social media. He's actually in the gym working on his craft, unlike some people. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think he's just focused. On, he's got the most focus out of the three brothers. Lonzo's great. The other one's an idiot, but I think this is he's going to be the best <laughs> one. I think he's going to keep progressing. Is the other one in the NBA still? He signed a G League con. He <laughs> Lemon Jello. He signed a G League contract with the Charlotte Hornets squad. Okay. So not technically in the league, but league adjacent. <laughs> league, league adjacent. Okay. League adjacent. Uh, man, over 38 and a half is, is uh, interesting. I'm going to go ahead and stay away from that one as well. I think we're all going to skip on that and we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah. Sorry. I'm speaking for you guys, but I'm fairly certain I could say that. <laughs> <Let's move on. laughs> yeah, yeah. So Chicago bulls over under 42 and a half. Uh, 42 is, is right around a 500 team. I mean, if you don't think this team could go 500, I mean, that's kind of crazy to me. I'm, I love the over here, but it's minus 160. So you pour have your under- money into the over. And when it goes up one win, pour your money into the under. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're only getting 42 this year. Uh, I think the Bulls. You know, health permitting, which has been a fucking disastrous uh, uh, rigmarole for them. But I think with the addition of DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, a full season of Vucevic and Levine, Levine playing out uh, for a contract, most likely final year as a bull. And another year of Patrick Williams. I think Kobe White, Caruso, as well as some other interesting pieces coming off the bench for that team. I think they have enough pieces to get, you know, 45, 46 wins. 
that's right around where I have that team coming in. You know, I think 50 is a little too aggressive, but I do think they capped that. So I'm going to go ahead and put my name down here, and I kind of have to. So, I mean, we're not really surprised. Uh-uh. Anyone, anyone, anyone else on this um, over-under? I'll ride with you, uh, but in principle only. I'm not putting any money down. Okay. I, I think I think people should hammer this. I think people should hammer this bet. Um, that pick and roll system that Donovan's running, he's got a big man that can pass the ball. Zach Levine's going to eat this year. His scoring numbers might go down because they got to spread the love with DeMar DeRozan, but it's going to be an overall solid year. Lonzo's a great setup, man. I expect 49-50 wins for this team. All right, 49-50. Wow, that's ambitious. I'll be all right with that. We know I've, I've suffered through some losses here. Did your PP just <laughs> go a little bit, Jermaine? Yeah, I heard 50. And I was like, he's, t- he's talking about, he's talking about 50, 50 losses, right? 50 losses, Ooh. right? We could get that all day, baby. We got you there, baby boy. Uh, all right, so we'll move on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Regular season win over-under is 26 and a half. That is wild. That is a wildly low number. This is a talented ball club. Does anyone have the uh, final records for last season, though? I know it was the you know it was the minus ten game adjusted, but I just kind of want to see this. Well, intern E looks that up. Yeah, sorry, I was watching I, Derrick Henry score me another. I told touchdown. I told you guys that the Cavs are one of the were one of the luckiest teams last year. And they're predicted to get more wins than they did last year. So, with that, I think the under under twenty six and a half is minus one hundred five right now, Jermaine. Correct. Correct. Yep. That's actually that's actually a le- worse odds than the over. Give it to me. <laughs> Big Daddy Nick coming in for the under twenty six and a half win total at minus one hundred five. This is going to be the year that the Cavs just blow it out of the water and they crush that in like the first half of the season. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to be the breakout team of 2021-2022. Yeah, they'll be this year's Hawks. Uh, What were you you saying? They finished 22-50 and last year. Oh, in a 10-game shortened season. And they've gotten better. Nick is committed. Pot committed, baby. Eric, you're putting the – lines that we got this at on each bet correct the the minus the plus minus uh no but we only done three so i can go back and get them all right so make sure you go back and get them por favor always include the odds please that means please for you non-spanish speakers <laughs> all right so we're gonna go ahead and move on from cleveland after nick just picked a team to have but 22 wins essentially with uh 10 more games so uh, we'll see how that one goes. That'll be a fun one to to monitor all year. So mm-hmm. Dallas Mavericks are next. Over under is forty eight and a half. Um, that is interesting. This team, I didn't feel like it improved. I don't know if they necessarily got worse, but I don't think they got better. And last year they were stinky. Whew. Stinky. Yeah, they were a, a really hard team to watch. Uh, does Jason Kidd move this needle that much for Christos Porzingis, which is the key for this team? Um, I don't know. If it was if me. This... Go, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, if this team plays as big as Jason Kidd's caller on media day, 
they're they're winning the finals in easy. They're sweeping the finals. They're not losing in the playoffs. We haven't seen that picture of Jason Kidd on media day, by the way. It's one of the greatest pictures ever. The the memes of it where they just they, yeah, just, they just make his collar it, bigger. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. It's, all, it's just this cone like collar in the middle of the town of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, they did that man dirty. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is a really interesting one. I will make note that over 48 and a half is minus 120 and under 48 and a half is minus 110. And that under sounds way more interesting to me. <laughs> Anyone touching this? Not nope. for me. Nope. All right. Me either. Yeah. I'm moving on. We have the Denver Nuggets over under set for 47 and a half. The under is plus 130. The over is minus 160. Jamal Murray will be out for the season. Michael Porter Jr. just got paid. Aaron Gordon got paid. They have uh, Gary Harris still. Did they bring back Paul Millsap? I'll look that up. But if anyone has anything, any notes to say or comments, go ahead. I believe Paul Millsap's with uh, Brooklyn now, but let me double check. Paul Millsap, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's with Brooklyn. Oh, my God. Uh, the, the nuggets, when they're picked to overachieve, underachieve, and when they're picked to underachieve, overachieve, I think this win total is right in the middle. (laughs) So I won't be picking anything. Yeah. It's, it's right around what you'd expect from the Denver nuggets. (laughs) Yeah. I think the loss of Jamal Murray is huge, but I think the evolution of Jokic is just as big. I, I don't know how to get a read of this team, and I want nothing to do with it. This is another Dallas Mavericks team. I can see them not being as good this year. But, yeah. I, all right, so anyone taking anything here? Nope. All right. So we'll go to Detroit Pistons, over-under set for 24-and-a-half, which is astonishingly low in an 82-game season. <laughs> and uh, the under is plus 115. The over is minus 150. I think Vegas got this one right. I have them at 25 wins this year. I Basically think they hit my, the over this year. Um, I, it, it's probably – they're probably going to hit the over. What is the over again? Minus what? 150. Yeah, so there's – there's the juice makes it not worth taking then on the bet. Yeah, so that's how I feel as well. Uh, e, for this next team, will you pull up the uh, win-loss from last year? It's the next team is the Golden State. Oh, sorry, Eric. You don't want anything with the Pistons, correct? No, no, we're good. <laughs> I figured, but, you know, I just got to ask a question. All right, so for Golden State, the Warriors, you have the over-under set for 48 and a half. And the under is minus 120, while the over is minus 110. It seems like the under would be the play here, right? I thought the under, but considering that that's the favorite, it was actually kind of shocking to me. Because the second highest odds for finals appearance was Nets Warriors. That seems a little bit preemptive. Yeah, that seems wild. I mean, another year older, right, for this Warriors crew. We yeah. don't know how they're going to respond. We don't know how healthy Steph Curry is going to be. We don't know how – we know Clay Thompson's back. But is he healthy? Well, he's not back until January. Well, then there you go. So you yes. still lose him for you still lose him for two months. Uh, about half the season, probably. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I did, just, didn't, he, I, didn't he go down and didn't he go down halfway through the season last year? Uh, no, he got hurt in training camp before the season started. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's coming off successive knee injuries, right? Like it was torn Achilles yeah. and then torn ACL. <laughs> you know, not that he was the most athletic, but, but it, you know, it, it, it seems a little cart before the horse ish to just throw him out there and say, yeah, they're going to be a win and a half away from 50 games. Yeah. It seems, it seems pedigree is being rewarded here and I'm going to be ballsy enough to take the under here. I'm going to go ahead and take the under 48 and a half at minus 120. I'm yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll ride that with you. Yeah. It just seems like the obvious choice there. In my opinion, I will happily eat the crow there. I like watching the warriors. So, you know, a good and, Warriors and, team is good for basketball. 100%. Just like a good bull, bull, Bulls team. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, it uh, doesn't look like Eric wants to hop on that, right? Correct? No, not at all. Nope. He <laughs> stays away from that. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the Houston Rockets. The over-under is set for 27.5. The over is plus 110. The under is minus 145. I, I mean – I don't know how to make this team. They they've told John Wall they're not playing him this year. So John Wall <laughs> is literally sitting on the bench collecting thirty six million dollars or some absurd cap hit like that while they look for a trade. So yeah, with that being said, I don't think anyone wants anything to do with the Houston Rockets. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the Indiana Pacers. Indiana Pacers over under is set for forty two and a half. The over is minus 125, and the under is minus 105. Nope. All right, crickets. <laughs> Sounds to me like nobody wants anything to do with the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> the under is the favorite there. They have a whole lot of question marks, and it'll be interesting to watch this year. Uh, so we move into the Los Angeles Clippers. The over-under is 42.5. The over is minus 130, which – and the under is even. There's no Kawhi Leonard this year. I thought it's, even with I thought even with no Kawhi Leonard, the over would be the play for me. Over 42 and a half. Oh man. But I'm not taking anything because I am scared shitless about how they will play without Kawhi. Yeah, that's <laughs> This team, but it just seems it just seems like this team has enough talent on it, even without Kawhi, to win half their games. I guess it's a fair assessment. This and team I only has, need them to win forty three games. This team has the makings of Russell Westbrook's MVP year. You remember when Russell Westbrook had to, when Kevin Durant left and Westbrook was there and it was him and like. Oladipo <laughs> and like a hodgepodge of players and like, like you, me and Eric yeah, as the other yeah, three guys. Yeah. yeah. And, and he ended up getting them like 45 wins and just had ridiculous numbers and, and won the MVP. I feel like Paul George can have one of those seasons here. Not first of all, I'm not saying he's going to average a triple double like Russell Westbrook, but this could be like a, a shining moment for Paul George. I want nothing to do with this bet. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm waiting for it. 
I'm sitting here and I'm waiting for you to say this and then go, but I don't believe anything of what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's the, I'm not putting my money on it. I'm just saying ROC dictates that Paul George or PG-13 can be MVP. So, but, you know, range of outcomes also dictates that they win 32 games. <laughs> I am ready to right now on October 18th, 2021, not take this over. Just to say at the end of the season that this was the pick I had all all week long. And we predicted it. That right, I'm, so, fu- I'm fully ready to say that. So Nick loves Clippers over, won't take the bet. Won't take Pussy. the bet. <laughs> all right, so we'll move on to the Los Angeles Lakers. Over under 51 and a half. The over is minus 130 and the under is even. So, uh, breakdown of this team, uh, addition of Russell Westbrook, and it's an even bigger addition because they lost Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> and so, it's like, a, it's like a double plus to the team. Uh, who else did they lose? They lost Dennis Schroeder. Not that that matters. They got Rondo back. They brought Dwight Howard back. They realized what he gave to him for that postseason run. Uh, they ditched Andre Drummond. Did they ditch Marcus All? Yeah. They did ditch Marcus Gasol. Okay, so they got rid of Marcus Gasol. You know, it's a it's a wildly interesting team. They added Carmelo Anthony. Uh but what are you guys' thoughts over under on this 51 and a half? It, it it this this has to be this has to be Vegas just drawing in money. That you're telling me the Lakers don't win more than 52 games with this roster. I think they at least win 52. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, that's I what I'm saying. I think they win over 51 in that 52 games. I think they win 52 plus games. Okay, so, but uh, but it's so low that I'm that I kind of you kind of gotta like narrow your eyes a little bit and go, what is Vegas trying to do here? They know something we don't know. They got a scout at Lakers practices that sees that maybe Russell Westbrook isn't jiving so good with the team. <laughs> they do they do have sources like that you know I'm just, what's so funny is that that's exactly how vegas operates so it's funny for us to to say that but i'm just saying 51 and a half seems like i should click auto bet and when i seem like i should click auto bet it very rarely works out it's like the whole conversation we have in the nfl it's like if a team that is that is gonna hit the under that is predicted to hit the under, plays another team that's predicted to hit the under, bet the over. Yeah. I Look, I'm taking this Lakers over. At minus 130, I, it's fool's gold, and I will happily <laughs> lose this bet. I will happily lose if the Lakers win 50 games. I'm this is, happy free, this is free Vegas money or a I, Vegas cap. I, I, I don't you, know. If you don't take this bet, I hate you, and you should not play, bet football. I mean basketball. You should not you, bet basketball. I, you just don't bet anything. Yeah, just don't bet in general. So, oh my God. I'll ride it. Five and a half betters, five and a half point betters for the Buffalo Bills are jumping for joy right now. They just scored a touchdown. They went for two. Josh Allen drops back, hands it to Zach Moss. Zach Moss hands it to to the tight end coming around the end. And the tight end throws it to Josh Allen. This tight end is fucking Knox, isn't it? God damn it. <laughs> so Knox threw for a two-point conversion. Oh, boy. Sorry. 
got got a little excited. This game's getting hot, steamy I'll, over here. I'll, I'll, I will also take the Lakers over. But I, okay. but just you're excited about it. Just let it be known, right in your little notebooky, that I think it's a trap. But because my, <laughs> but because Jermaine's first through the door, I'm not going to leave a man inside. <laughs> but I think it's a trap, and I'm stating it just as such. Someone's got my six. I don't Vegas, know. In an 82 game season, I just like I, Vegas. Vegas is going to take all these over bets. They're going to put them in a giant pot like Squid Game. Are they and losing then gonna, 30 and then games? Gonna, and then they're going to break Anthony Davis's leg. Are they <laughs> the glass I just, I just know that they're going to do it. I know Vegas has some scheme they're brewing up to take everybody's money on this bet. Are, look, all I'm asking is, do you think the Lakers lose 31 games? No, that's okay. why I'm. That's why I'm so going then, through the door okay. with you. All right, because Eric but is that's conspicuously like that quiet. He doesn't want it's, to jump in here and say anything. It's like that thing where we're loading our mags in, we're sending the bolt home, and I'm like, "Look, I'll, I'm going in the house with you, but it's a trap." <laughs> it, it honestly just it, it just feels like a huge trap given the age, the history of injuries for some of these major players. I don't know, man. Any at any given moment, Anthony Davis trips over a wire and breaks his leg like it's just, yeah it's gust gusts of wind at this point that yeah. a, a fan that vegas puts in the practice dome that's he, not he, Andy davis is like kate moss and family guy if you turn sideways right, he yeah. disappears yeah <laughs> more like a uh, glass, look glass, look uh, glass you guys guy. you guys can say what you want about it being a trap i don't see this lakers team I'm with riding. or without anthony davis losing 31 games <laughs> i 31 said it i'm games. riding all right I'm just saying, like, it's crazy. Let's move on to uh, League Darling, Memphis Grizzlies, over under four and a half. The under is minus 105. The over is minus 125. Memphis was neither on, was neither unlucky or lucky, top five wise, correct? That is correct, yes. Yep, that's what I remember. This team's, <laughs> this team's a lot healthier. I mean, that over... But do I so think, I, do I, I actually I actually took the over as one of my picks. Jaron Jackson's back. Brandon Clarkson is third year. He should take a leap. Dylan Brooks is on fire. John Morant. I, I just they're together longer, more experienced. Like I could see them hitting that over really easily. So that's one of mine for sure. Steven Adams at the center position. Um man, it's a really hard team to I think the the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. is back. This dude is about to win comeback player of the year. Foreshadowing. Because like, Jaron Jackson Jr. is that good. That dude is a walking bucket. He can get you 30 and 9 a game. Like, that's how good this kid is. So, how many bets do I have already, Eric? <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to limit myself here. You have four I, got, out I got four out right now. All right, fuck it, Eric. I got your six on this one. Let's rock this over 41 and a half. I think I think it's good. I think the coach is good. I think that fan base is good. I think John Morant is poised to take the leap finally, even though everyone anointed him king in college. Um, you know, I, I, I think this team has pieces. I like it. Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, that's a nasty forward combo. Uh, Steven Adams is a guaranteed double-double. And he plays terrific defense, which was their Achilles heel uh, against the Jazz. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. 
Next, we have Miami Heat over under 48 and a half. The under is minus 125. So that's the favorite. And the over is minus 105. So despite a lot of the additions that this Heat team made, they do not see them actually hitting the over here. Anybody have any thoughts? I got a thought. JD I picked Martinez, the under in this. Two run homer. JD Love Martinez, two home, two run over. All right. So there it is. Red Sox update. You got we need a breaking news drop. Then in it, then in it. I think that's used already, right? So uh <laughs> I think so, yeah. Red Sox uh just grew their lead eleven to three now. So back to eight. All right. So uh I think Nick was speaking on this Miami Heat. Uh, series but he looks preoccupied so <laughs> no I, I i like i like the under in this uh like i said miami was one of the luckiest teams last year and even that they don't they didn't really pass the eye test uh tyler heroes doing a lot of talking saying he should be one of the best players in the nba without really <laughs> backing up his talking um uh, ben's light <laughs> yeah ben simmons light uh, a lot of talk not a lot of uh a lot of sh- a lot of show not a lot of go um, 48 and a half is just, is, is too high for me for a, for a Miami team that I, that I think lost gas down the stretch Yeah, and I... lost gas and they're, and they were lucky last year. So I, I have them at 43 wins. My, I don't really like the minus minus one twenty five, but I'll, I'll ride on it. Um, E, uh, can you yeah. search? an update on Victor Oladipo. He's out, correct? Yeah, he's out. Yep. Okay. All right. What were you going to say, Eric? Uh, so, I I know he says that they're lucky, but they got Jimmy Buckets, and they just got Kyle Lowry, two of some of the biggest big shot uh, hitters in the league. I don't know. I, I could easily see this team going over the 40 and a half. They play defense insane. Spolster's one of the best coaches in the league. I, yeah, I could see them going over. The, I don't think the luck thing changes for them because they have such clutch players on that on that team right now. Okay, I mean that they added they added one of the Morris twins. They added, um, you know, they added one of the Morris twins. They added Kyle Lowry. They added Victor Oladipo, which I'm trying to get before we move on from this team. I'm just trying to find out if he's expected back this this year. So about one month ago. I think it's in August. Um, he could be coming back. Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I can't really find it. Uh, they said six months in May. So November is the full contact that they were saying he can clear. So, I mean, you add Victor Oladipo to that. I mean, that could be something. Uh, I want nothing to do with it. So if... Uh, I like that you guys have a little opposing bets here. So the Miami heat will be a, a sticking point. Uh, I will ride the pine while Nick has the over or sorry, Nick has the under and Eric has the, and Eric has the over. All right. So that's no clarity on Miami for anybody. (laughs) Let's go ahead and move on to the Milwaukee bucks. The over under is 54 and a half. Uh, Over is minus minus one twenty five. under is minus one Oh five. I want nothing to do with this. Yeah, I think Vegas pegged it perfectly. I had him at 54 wins this year. So, 
Yeah, I think that's right around. If they win 55, I won't be surprised, but I'm not wedding, <laughs> willing to bet that. So we'll move into the Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, Over-under is 34 and a half, and they're both minus 115 odds. Vegas cannot get a read on this team. Um, thoughts? Nope. No thoughts for me. Nope. I don't think they can play defense. I'm out. <laughs> they keep firing and hiring coaches and GMs. Yeah. It's unreal. So we'll move on to the New Orleans Pelicans. Over 39 and a half. Over is minus 110. Under is minus 120. I think the under is the right call here, but I will not be taking this bet. Yeah, I agree with you. I have met 37 wins on the year. They were they were even even with them being very unlucky last year. I I just I but like I said, there's no skin in the game for me. All right. Uh, Eric's conspicuously quiet. We'll move on. We have the New York Knicks over under 41 and a half. The over is minus 125. The under is minus 105. Um, I mean, if you know anything about Tom, Tom Thibodeau, he's going to hit that over. I want to bet the over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom Thibodeau is going to hit that over. They're going to hit 46, 47 wins, be in the running for, uh, you know, three through six seed. Um, yeah, I think that's a bet to take. Uh, is anybody taking this? I will not be, no. Uh, all right. Eric uh, shaking and said yes, so I'm going to go ahead and say it for him. Eric is taking the Knicks over 41 and a half at minus 125. I think that's a good bet. I'm not going to be riding it. <laughs> I don't think it's a good bet. Uh, all right, so move on. Oklahoma City Thunder over under 23 and a half. The over is Wow, 23 and a half. Wow. The over is even. The under is minus 130. That is a savage over-under. I would take the under here. You like the under here? I just right. I, 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 I like the idea that the Thunder, as one of the worst teams in the NBA last year, were lucky. It, it, it makes me, me kind of happy to, to play Team Chaos here. And say okay. that if they if if they return to the mean, if if they if they regress to the mean in terms of luckiness, that they're going to be basically the same team that they were last year. I have them down for twenty wins. With ten extra wins, you have them down for less than with, they had last year. With with ten extra games, yes. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily argue that. It's just that over sitting at even money is so like. It feels juicy, but that seems like a trap, so I'm going to avoid it. Eric, you in any a, comments? In, in, in a 72-game season last year, they were minus 10 on expected wins, which means they won 10 games more they than they won. should have. <laughs> and what, what was their win-loss last year? I believe they had 22 wins last year. 22. All right, so I guess the under is uh, is – is fair. Uh, Eric has no thoughts. We'll move on to the Orlando Magic. Over under is set for 22 and a half. Over is minus 105. Under is minus 125. I think this falls into your, your metric as well, correct? Of your same same thoughts. Yeah. So I, I have them. I have them at 20 wins. They were they were minus seven for expected win loss last year in a 72 game season. So I'm I'm not going to take the under on Orlando. But you will the Thunder. But I will take the Thunder. 
Yeah, Orlando is a little bit too close to the actual wins that I have, 22 and a half compared to my 20 in the model. Yeah. Yeah, so if that over-under was 24 and a half, uh, I'd be all over the under. I'm with you. Uh, that's why this this OKC one, is it, they're always overachieving. We always expect them to be bad, and then they end up being good. I just like to stay away from OKC because – they have some sort of magic basketball with Michael Jordan's secret stuff as well. So we'll move on to arguably the most interesting team in the league this year. The Philadelphia 76ers are set, set for an over under 50 and a half. The over is plus 110. The under is minus 45. I. Apply Lakers logic to here. And especially at plus 110. They don't have the, maybe they don't have the absolute star power that the Lakers do. But they still have a good enough team to win, to, to go 52 and 30. And at plus money, at 50 and a half wins. I mean, this is a team that we were talking about last year was going to absolutely mop it. Like it go. It was going to be them and the Bucks in the final or the, in the Eastern Conference final, and there was no question they were the true number one seed. And I yeah. don't really think anything. I don't think anything has really changed. I think. I think if anything, you know, you kind of got to thank Ben Simmons a little bit, Eric, because he's kind of bringing the team together the way no other coach could in the hatred of Ben Simmons. <laughs> um, honestly. Honestly, I can't trust Embiid to stay healthy. Uh, can you mute yourself? Uh, I I don't trust Embiid to stay healthy, and uh, I mean I can see why the under is at minus one forty five. I think the under is the play here. I do, but I won't be taking this bet. Let's go to resident uh, Sixers fan for a breakdown of the season. <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking the over as one of my picks. Um, I think Embiid's uh, entering his prime. He'll keep the MVP level. We have shooters. Uh, defense won't be an issue. I'm not even thinking about the Ben thing. He's there. He's there. He's not. He's not. Whatever. This team is still capable. And whatever we get in return for him, when we when we inevitably trade him halfway through the year, we'll just boast our chances of winning more games. So I like it. I don't see them. I see them being the second seed in the East, winning like 57 games. Okay. Second seed with 57 wins? Yeah, I think Brooklyn's going to top 60. They're out of control good. I think well, – I mean, we'll talk about it later in the podcast, but I think Kevin Durant's going to have an unreal unreal year. Okay, so Kyrie's out and they're winning 60 games. Yeah, I think Kyrie's so a problem. Where, where was this when we talked about Brooklyn? Uh, when I, I took the under and you just decided to not volunteer <laughs> any information. Also, I took He's the under and – and you didn't take the over. I took the under, and you didn't take the. What is happening here, Nick? You think this team is going to win sixty games, and you didn't take the over? Yeah, I mean, right, yeah, bro. Okay, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. If that's what you think, you should be betting Brooklyn over. Leave it to Sixers fans. Anyways, we'll move on <laughs> to um. What a, what a conundrum you have. <laughs> uh, to, we'll move on to the Phoenix Suns. 
NBA finalist last year, had a 2-0 lead in the finals, and blew it. So the over-under is 51.5. The over is minus 120. The under is minus 110. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? DeAndre Ayton did not get a contract extension. They kept the core together and drafted, I believe, a few few young players, and that's about all they did. Thoughts here? I have no skin in this. Yeah, I think the under hits here, but, <laughs> you know, the under has the better odds, but I, th- I think the under hits, but I'm not taking that bet. So we'll move on to the Portland Trailblazers. The over-under is set for 44 and a half. The over is minus 150. The under is plus 115. Um, anyone with thoughts? Nothing for me again. No skin. Man, the under is plus money, and I'm not going to lie. I like the under. <laughs> I do. I like the under. I'm going to stay away because I don't doubt my boy Dame, but if that, if that, I'll be, this will be my Knicks Clippers bet at the end of the season. <laughs> I'm not going to take this bet when, but when Portland hits under 44 games, uh, yeah, I'll be that mo- motherfucker saying, I knew it. I knew it with my heart. They're gonna hit. They're gonna. They're gonna lose. They're. They're gonna win less than forty-four games, and the games that they do win will all be won by a Dame Lillard buzzer beater. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's gonna have to go nuclear this season (laughs) just to get them forty-four wins. So, with that being said, no one wants any skin on that. We'll move into San Antonio Spurs over under twenty-eight and a half. You have the over at minus one thirty-five. The under at plus one hundred five. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Spurs were neither lucky or unlucky in the top five. Uh, That's correct. Since, yeah, I want nothing to do with this. <clears throat> Greg Popovich is the coach. Twenty-eight and a half. I feel like Greg Popovich gets that, but you know. So as long as if nobody has anything, then we will move on. Sacramento Kings over under thirty-six and a half minus one twenty-five for the over minus one hundred five for the under. That is a whole lot of wins for the Sacramento Kings. This is this is I agree with you. This is I have Sacramento at 33. They were the fifth luckiest team in the NBA last last year. But I, I just I don't I don't know. I know it's a lot of wins for them, and I know that the Sacramento Kings will be the Sacramento Kings. And they have awful leadership. Yeah. So hey, I hey. just I, I just gave all those reasons for why you should take the under, but I'm not going to take it. <laughs> I don't, and I don't have any other reason other than trusting my gut. I have it's a gut feeling, and I trust my gut that they're going to hit exactly thirty six. Yeah, I'm staying away from that, but that's a whole lot of wins for that team, and uh, I would be shocked if they hit it. So we'll go ahead and move in to the Toronto Raptors over under thirty five and a half. Over is minus one fifteen. Under is minus one fifteen, and. And, uh, yeah, I don't think anyone has any – what is that noise? Toronto was the luckiest or the, the most unlucky team last year. Oh, wow. Really? That being said, it has no bearing on my bet. I'm not, I don't <laughs> want to take it. <laughs> Uh, that's just information for you to have. Mm-hmm. We will not be actioning it. So we'll move on to the Utah Jazz. Over, wow, this number is over 51 and a half. Under, I mean, the over 51 and a half is minus 160. The under 51 and a half is plus 120. Wow. What I would say to folks, what I would say to folks is 
hope to God that your betting constituents hammer the over at minus 160 so that when it adjusts to over 52, you can take a better number. Because <laughs> I, I want the over, but I'm not going to pay 160 juice for it. I don't. So you, how many, what do you have the Utah Jazz projected, project, projected for? 61 wins. You have 61 wins from the Utah Jazz? Listen, there, I, I listen, don't. I know, I and you're going to say it all year long, just like you did last year. You're going to continue to say you hate the Jazz. And Based on that, I can't take and this avid, and, and avid listeners of the podcast, the Utah Jazz franchise, will continue to win games. Like they did last year. It's regulars. I don't see them being as historically hot last year. I will not be touching this. They were the second unluckiest team in the NBA last year either. So that should scare you. No, it doesn't. That team was incredibly lucky when I watched them play. Okay. I do not. They're unlucky according to statistics. I do not believe they are going to shoot a team like 45% from three and average 16 three pointers a game again. I don't think they're going to do that. I think that was a historic number. I think every single player on that team had a record shooting performance. I don't think it happens. Okay. Okay. You have 60 win. I will take that bet. (laughs) Let's let's put a bet on that. If you you're saying the Jazz get over sixty wins, yeah. Okay, I let's take that bet. What odds do you want on that? How do you want to factor that out? Well, just we we'll have to do some sort of some. We'll we'll have to pay money or something, or do a case of beer bet or something. So you just want straight up. You want straight up. Straight up over sixty. So yeah. it's it's so wait what what are you talking? I'll take two cases if they if they go over sixty I'll take two cases of beer. Yeah, okay, and it, and then if if it's under, I'll get I'll one buy, case. Yes. Okay. What were you gonna say? You were gonna say something else? No, no, that's no, that's I I was as I was saying that other thing I used my brain and thought about a bet. Yeah, because I mean sixty is a lot, so we gotta at least slant the odds a little bit. Yeah. That's insane. So, uh, all right. So, uh, Nick has to step away real quick. We'll we'll wrap these up. Um, with actually, we got to the last one for the NBA, anyways. So, the last one, Eric. <laughs> this is an interesting. This is an interesting one. The Washington Wizards over under thirty three and a half. The over is minus one forty five, and the under is plus one ten. Uh, that's a tough one, man. I. I... I was looking at it. I was looking at the rosters right now. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put money on it, but I'd go under if I did. <laughs> so you're taking the under on. It's such a. Oh, that's a fascinating team. They, I mean, they got Spencer Dinwiddie. They got you know Bradley Beal. They got dudes that can score, but uh, I don't know. I just I don't. They, they like big men. They bet. They like defense, and I think they're going to rely too much on Bradley Beal. I don't see it. I, I think maybe they get 30, 31 wins. They have Trez. They have uh, they have Trez. They have Kuzma. They have KCP. They have Thomas Bryant coming back from injury, who was doing really good. Thomas they have they they have Rui Huchimara, who we're expect who is 
what is he a, a, a slightly better Kyle Kuzma? So you got two of them combined. So with them, you'll get 20 points. Like, right. Am I not wrong here? I mean, you're right. All right. I, look, I don't want anything to do with this, but that is such a perfectly placed number that it makes me want to take action. And I just don't know which way to lean. I don't know if it's under, I don't know if it's over. I don't know what it is, uh, but it, it's definitely something. <laughs> it's there. If you can find, if you can extrapolate numbers and figure it out, uh, I'm more power to you. But let, let's, uh, <laughs> while we're waiting on Nick, let's revisit this Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> this Brooklyn Nets. So when I sat here and had a whole discussion and asked for thoughts, you ain't said a goddamn word. And you think this team wins 60 games. So the two teams we see winning 60 this year are the Utah Jazz and Brooklyn. Don't don't include me in those shenanigans. I do not think Utah is going to win 60 games this year. Dude is out of his <laughs> mind. They, 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 he, he's the guy. He's the king of talking about returning to the mean. And <laughs> A historic season from a team, and they're not going to return to the mean. They're just going to expand on that. Good. Good on that. I give them 48. I I was sitting here ready to take the under. Then my man's hit me with the model has them at 60. And our NBA model is fire. So I'm, I'm like, you scared me out of that. I want nothing to do with that, bro. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Whew. That is. That's <laughs> dude. I was shook when he told me that number, dude. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. Doesn't it feel I, like they kind of peaked with Snyder anyway as a coach? Like that's as good as they're gonna get. Yeah, this I I use this analogy all the time when I talk to you. But the you remember the Atlanta Hawks? The Atlanta Hawks with Budenholzer. Yeah. So yep. you know. Atlanta Hawks with Budenholzer is exactly what it feels like. It feels like it feels exactly the same way. That Atlantic Hawks team had that historic shooting performance and that historic defense. They were top five in both. And they weren't, they were like a 50 win team the next year, like a 50 win team, a 48 win, a 48. And then they fizzled out. Yeah. Joe Johnson got old. Josh Smith got old. You know, like uh, Jeff Teague was no longer it. You know, Kyle Korver got old. Who else is that team now? That team was stacked, though. Oh, Al Horford. And, and since we're talking about them, I want to apologize to Rudy Gobert. Because all last year I was saying Ben Simmons was the defensive player of the year. And he clearly isn't because he's a bitch. So congratulations <laughs> to Rudy Gobert. You earned it, big fella. <laughs> Fuck Ben Simmons. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we'll be having Nick return. Uh, something came up mid podcast. So we'll just go ahead and move into the head to head. We'll cover yep. that real quick. Then we'll go into week six. We'll talk about surprise disappointments from both of us. And then if Nick hops in in time, he can get his. And then we'll move on uh, to our to our week seven bets. So with that being said, well, let me pull up the standings real quick or the the week six slate. This uh, Monday night football game is wild. Tennessee's driving down four right now. So, uh, Tampa Tam. <laughs> you're never going to let that down, dude. That's going to have to die eventually. <laughs> it's I never. That, I hope that doesn't last as long as Tom Brady's career because that's going to be detrimental to my, <laughs> my, my, my psyche. 
<laughs> I need to get shirts made of you, you as guys, a top. You guys ask why I don't talk on the podcast. It's because I'm two for two back-to-back weeks with a blunder like that. So I'm sitting here thinking in my head, what should I say so I don't mess up? <laughs> Derek Henry just scored. Bill's five Ooh. and a half betters are sweating, bro. Ooh, I uh, took Bill's money line at, uh, I took Titans money line at plus 260 early when they were uh, – Oh, that's a good bet, bro. That's a good bet. All right, so uh, Derrick Henry, another TD. I guess that I guess that trade is going to pay off for me. <laughs> All right, so so head to head, we have Top of Tam won this week. He's four and two overall, and he won with Arizona money line. Uh, you have Nick. Coming in at two and four with a loss this week, a heartbreaking loss, all due to Trayvon Diggs. Uh, he was responsible for 14 points being scored in the span of two plays. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's pretty brutal. He had the Dallas New England under 51 and a half. Unfortunately, the game went into overtime and the over was obliterated. And I myself, following podcast motto as the true company man that I am. I took Detroit Money's Detroit Lions money line, and I'm now 0-6. And if you apply podcast model motto, fade us, I'm making you a ton of money, and I'm actually the real winner of this. It's like golf, and I'm cleaning up. You're so, shooting the you're shooting the lowest score, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just playing a quick Sunday nine with the boys. All right, so. Uh, with that being said, we'll get into surprises and disappointments. And for that, we'll start with you, Eric. What is your biggest surprise? What is your biggest disappointment? Uh, so I didn't. I was. I didn't actually get to watch too many of the games. But uh, biggest disappointment. I don't know what the Chargers did. I had a parlay on them. I had money on on them money line, and they just showed up and uh, they took a nap on the field. They got destroyed. So that was definitely the biggest disappointment. Uh, there was no surprises because I really only caught two games. So I'll just stick with my disappointments because, yeah, fuck the Chargers. Yeah. Um, dude, so if you ever listen to Nick and I talk, that was a classic West Coast team, right? West Coast team. What time was that game? It was a morning that was- game. That's a 10 a.m. game, correct? Or yeah. a 1 a.m. So that was a West Coast team traveling for a morning game. So you should have bet Ravens. That was the take there because West Coast teams traveling for a morning game based on circadian rhythm, always underperform and almost always lose the game. Almost. Obviously, there are statistics that back up some people winning, but that was a classic Ravens. We're going to crush that game. Uh, I'll have to agree with you, though. That was a wildly disappointing performance from the Chargers. All right, and so what's your surprise? Uh, I told you, I only caught two games, and the second one was Pittsburgh and Seattle, and that was a god awful nightmare of a game. So, um, I really don't have I don't have any surprises this week. Just a disappointment. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> biggest disappointment: Chargers. Biggest surprise: Chargers. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move <laughs> on to we're gonna move on to Nick here. Uh, go ahead and start with your biggest disappointment. Uh, I mean, I, I could pretty much just say it from now until week 18, the Carolina Panthers. I mean, I, how, how that game got forced to overtime was literally entirely Minnesota Vikings just not closing out the game. 
Oh my god, dude. Sam Sam Darnold was 17 for 41. 17 for 41. Right? 41 Matt Rule, pass attempts? 41 pass attempts. Didn't even complete 50. God damn. He Matt Rule came out after the game and said Joe Brady will main, will remain the main play caller, but they're going to focus on the run, so that's great. Uh they basically just told the Giants what their game plan is. Um, and, and yeah, for such a hot start, they're three and oh with CMC, you alluded, you alluded to it in the pre-show Jermaine, they kept CMC activated for three weeks just to throw him on the IR. So now he's basically out for six weeks. He has to be, he has to sit out for another three. It's incredible. So that's, that's going to be another, that's, that's another three losses for the Panthers. Uh, biggest surprise, you know, I'll, I'll flip this quote on its ear. Maybe Arizona is who we thought they were or isn't who we thought they were. Because yeah. I keep I keep waiting for the Arizona letdown and they keep executing and finding ways to win and they look like a very good football team. Yeah, I mean, you know what it, I think it is is that you have JJ Watt excellent leader brought in. You have Rodney Hudson excellent leader brought in. You know what I mean? AJ Green, veteran player, been around, knows how to do it, can only have a positive impact. Um, who else did they bring in? They brought in James Conner to spell Chase Edmonds. I think they made a lot of personnel decisions in free agency, right? In free agency that after the draft buried the movement in free agency, we kind of forgot about those players being added. You know, we kind of forgot about a J.J. Watt being the second best pass rusher on that team behind Chandler Jones. You know, we kind of forgot, like, Isaiah Simmons from the year before. Now he has a fantastic front. It seems like we forgot that they made these big, impactful moves for a locker room perspective. Maybe they're older. Maybe they aren't the same players they were before. But they are – Cliff Kingsbury can, can have a message – and teach, preach a culture, and they now have the leaders to instill that culture. And I think yeah. that I think that more than anything is where the the true leap came from. You know, because I'm not saying those guys are bad players now. I'm just saying they're not who they were. Like JJ Watt is still a monster, but he's not three years in a row defensive player of the year. JJ Watt anymore. I don't yeah. think that's outlandish to say. So. I honestly, I think that's where where it comes from. So, I think that's an outstanding big surprise, and uh, especially with what's going on with, uh, you know, especially with the hype behind Cleveland this year, and you know the fact that Cleveland continues to underperform. So uh, this is a professional podcast, so we'll move into my biggest disappointment and my biggest disappointment this year. Uh, injuries aside, are the Cleveland Browns. Look, every team has injuries. The Saints have 11 starters who aren't playing right now, haven't played for like the last four games. Michael Thomas isn't expected back for three weeks, so we still don't really have a wide receiver. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, we just talked about the Carolina Panthers. They have CMC, arguably the best running back in the game, not playing. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles have uh, their third string offensive line for every game. Um. I mean, you can go through it. Seattle lost Russell Wilson. It, I mean, it's 
There's a laundry list of teams with injuries, and you cannot use it as an excuse. We came into the year saying that the Browns had a deep roster. And now we're looking at it like, what's wrong with the Browns? Again, every year. And it's starting to be like, maybe it is Baker Mayfield. He's to stop recording all them commercials. I don't understand how you have Obel, Odell Beckham Jr. And you can't seem to get him the ball. Yeah. You can get Donovan Peoples-Jones the ball? Are you kidding me? Donovan Peoples-Jones had like, what, eight catches, 100 and something yards, and two touchdowns? So, I mean, that, that's pretty crazy. I'm going to go ahead and uh, move on to my biggest surprise. And my biggest surprise is going to be the Dallas Cowboys. So, uh, biggest surprise is Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys 6-0 and against the spread. Uh, that includes the Bucks loss. They are now 5-1. and And... I, you know, it's looking like the Dallas Cowboys. Are, this was what we were expecting from the Cowboys last year. We didn't think they were really going to hold a lot of people, like, down by any means. Like, not once did we think that. But, you know, I didn't think they would be winning and winning this decisively and being this dominant. It's been a dominant display. So this Dallas Cowboys team is reminiscent of the 09-010 Saints that won the Super Bowl, right? They didn't have the best defense, but they had an opportunistic defense. They had a defense that when they get you in third and six, you know, third and seven, they got you off the field. They have a defense who gets turnovers and big-time turnovers and can swing momentum of ball games that way. Yeah, so... I saw- I was talking to my pops, you know, huge Cowboy fan my dad is, and he was saying kind of the similar thing. Um, The offense is amazing. Obviously, they got all the weapons everywhere, Zeke's. Uh, But one thing he noticed is uh, surprisingly something the Cowboys haven't had is decent play calling. So he thinks Mike McCarthy's been doing a good job play calling. Um, And on the defense, they're – you said opportunistic. They're playing it safe. But individually, certain guys are taking the risk when they need to, and it's paying off in a big way for them. So if they can keep that balance up, man, this they really could take this far. Yeah, and we're about to have to start, you know, considering the Cowboys legitimate, which is uh, odd. And a nightmare for me, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nightmare for anyone in our friend group because, ugh, ugh. A quick update, Rafael Devers hit a home run. It's 12-3 now, bottom of the eighth. <laughs> Jesus, 12-3. All right, so with that being said, we've gone ahead and picked our bets. Wait, no, we just did surprise disappointments. Yeah. That is, that is my bad. Uh, there's about 40, there's about 38 seconds left. Third and six, Bills are on the Tennessee six, Tennessee eight, and – yeah, they're down three. If I could live bet a Josh Allen touchdown right now, I'd do it. Rushing <laughs> A rushing touchdown. Yeah. I like a little screen pass to Zach Moss. Uh-oh, he <laughs> took off. He took off, Eric. First down. 
Oh, dude. Well, there was all of a sudden there were six Titans, and I was just like, he's not getting in, bro. Oh, man. Josh Allen got that first, though. Oh, dude. He dove again and landed on his back. Damn. Oh. Wouldn't it be ironic if we got a Cowboys Super Bowl? A Cowboys Bills Super Bowl? We should bet that just because you said that. That's a fantastic Super Bowl, bro. That's nineties. That's nineties throwback. I know the nostalgia. No, here's the thing: if we get a Red Sox Braves, bet Bills Cowboys. You gotta bet Bills Cowboys. You gotta bet Bills Cowboys, dog, for sure. That is wild, Eric. I love that. I love that Super Bowl, and it would be so fun. It would be such a fun Super Bowl. Did we talk about week seven bets already? No, we just wrapped up surprises, disappointments. My disappointment was Cleveland Browns. Uh, I believe you heard that. My surprise was Dallas Cowboys. Then we updated the Red Sox game. It's now 13. 12 3. Uh, sorry, 12 3, bottom of the eighth. And yeah, that's it's a pretty surprising result, to be honest. And man, this. Uh, Oh, man, that is so tough to call. Sorry, I keep getting distracted by this Monday Night Football game. And then we updated this Monday Night Football game. Looks like they're going for it on fourth and one. So Bill's five-and-a-half betters are sweating. Instead of kicking the field goal and going to overtime, they're going to go for the win. I love it. That's good. I love it. Yeah. So whoever had had Titans – whoever had Titans – Plus five-and-a-half. Spread is looking real good. Oh my goodness. Let's see. QB sneak. What uh, it's it's yeah, it's just it's just air it's, it's just air silence while we wait. So uh we cre- we create we created the uh NFL he, he model didn't about get it. He didn't get it. He slipped before the sneak and fed and he didn't. Jesus. Unreal. That was all. Awesome. All right. Titans money line. Eric had it at plus 260. That's pretty good. Um, all right. Who who went first in uh, bets from the room? We're just going right, whoever has the win record. We're going winning record to last. So go okay, ahead. Eric, you pick. Uh, so for the head to head, I was going to take. Monday night game, I'm going to take the Saints minus four and a half at minus 110 against the Seahawks. It's minus five. It's minus five and a half. It's minus five and a half. It is. Yeah. yeah. Still taking it. Okay. Okay. I'll take Pats Uh, minus seven. Pats versus Jets minus seven. Mm -hmm. It seems like the Pats have been playing close games, bro. It's such a weird. So weird. I'm not saying it's about that. Jets, just... Jets are since 2017. Jets are 0 and 4 coming off the bye. Okay, yeah, he's using my my questions. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a good bet. It's just the Patriots just keep playing these close games that I'm not used to seeing pretty much. So, do I go Detroit Lions money line? Do it. Light them out, bro. You, you, you got to at this point. There's no way they go 0-16. Well, they already got one. 
It's the Rams, the Jared Goff revenge game. <laughs> you want to know what the spread is? Yeah, but also the Matt Stafford revenge game. He has nothing to be vengeful about. He went to the better team. The Lions hooked him up. Spread is 15 and a half. That's a monster number. But it's Detroit. Well, I think I'm going to go with the crazy bet that I was going to go with. <laughs> I think I kind of want to take it just because. I'm going to go Houston Texans plus 17. So, <laughs> so this season when teams score less than 10 points, the next week they're seven and five against the spread. Houston okay. obviously scored less than ten points in week six. Okay. So Houston plus seventeen. Our model does love Arizona minus seventeen with a final score predicted of forty-five to eight. Well, yeah, that's the more realistic outcome. I'm picking bets for people to make money on. So if they just fade me, uh, they'll have it. Uh, other bets that I like this week, the Cincinnati Bengals plus six and a half. I think it's a tre- tre- tremendous bet, personally. Um, I mean, there's a lot of lot of teams on bye this week. It's being referred to as the bye-pocalypse. You have Bills, Cowboys, Vikings, Jaguars. Who else do we have? Uh, the Chargers. Chargers, man, there's one more team that's just absolutely good fantasy team. Oh, Steelers, Steelers. And that's literally everyone's fantasy team everywhere. <laughs> so yep. that's pretty interesting. Um, Man, there's just not a lot of good bets this week. <laughs> uh, Raiders are interesting, but I don't know, man. The Eagles are so hard to just get a gauge on. I like the Eagles plus three and Eagles money line myself yeah i mean i see that happening it's the it's the raiders you know (laughs) so it is what it is but uh yeah it's pretty interesting and then what do we think about this game this game i think is gonna be the best game of the week this colts 49ers game Mm -hmm. what do you think about i i like colts right now they're plus three and a half so it opened up at uh, Colts minus five or Colts plus five. Uh, I like Colts plus three and a half and Colts money line for that game. Colts plus three and a half and Colts money line. Mm-hmm. Now, I kind of looked at that and I almost took the Colts plus three and a half, but I didn't want to give them the kiss of death. Uh, I'm, I'm purely betting on bad teams now because they're already expected to lose. So give me the Texans plus 17. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'll root for the Texans this week. Why not, bro? And yeah, if I go. get if I get this line and Tyrod Taylor's back, then it looks like a great bet. Yeah. So I'm shooting from the dark. We don't know he's he's what do you call day to day is what they're calling him. So who really knows? But um, yeah. So Tennessee actually won this game. And uh, ruined Bills money line parlays everywhere, and I had a feeling Tennessee would win this game. Yep. So, what? Uh, those are all the bets we're interested in. Eric, you don't have any? No over unders. Nobody likes any of the over unders. Mm, uh, uh, 
uh, Titans KC over. I know it's 56 and a half right now, but I love it. Yeah, I can see that, especially with what I just saw from the Bills. <laughs> Bills, Titans, I'd hammer that. They just scored 64 points total. Uh, yeah, Kansas City defense is terrible. Derrick Henry is a monster. That's That actually might be the game of the week. I might take yeah. that Colts 49ers game back because Carson and Wentz early. is – I don't see that line here. That's why I don't – that's why – I got it at plus three and a half. Yeah, I don't see uh, Titans Kansas City on my board. Well, it's probably because the Titans Bills just happened. Well, that's dumb. That is so dumb. Why does it matter? Because they got to see how the Titans play. The line was so the KC Tennessee game was four and a half this morning, and the uh, and Kansas City was favored. Yeah, Kansas City four and a half in Tennessee. And obviously Buffalo's on the buy, so they don't they don't have a line. Yeah. Well, that's silly. Uh yeah, Titans money line. I'd bet that. I don't like Kansas City this year. I'm not liking what I'm seeing. They have a they have a personnel issue on their defense. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. That defense is just awful right now. So I don't like Kansas City. And uh Patrick Mahomes. <clears throat> Oh, do you want to talk about that Matt Stafford throw? That if Patrick Mahomes did it, everyone would be gushing. I mean, we've talked about it before. It's just it, it's another Matt Stafford. It, it's another Matt Stafford no look throw, and I say another because it's happened a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to talk more about. Uh, well, we don't even really have to talk about this. Just the the. I I haven't really seen a reaction to Jackson Mahomes getting inside of the like roped off oh uh, let me let me dancing. let me stop let me stop you there before we get into that so okay uh after the initial outrage it's come out that they were having people stand there so it was a roped off area for people to stand in and watch the game on Sean Taylor's number his number happened to be in that roped off area yeah i don't understand uh, but Washington was having a bunch of people stand there. I still stand by what you're saying. I that kid really needs to get his. his he needs to get punched in the mouth. Like regardless of it, he needs to get punched in the mouth. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. He's constantly causing trouble at all these games. He's <laughs> he's getting into it with fans and and doing these skeevy things. It's it's just I mean, the it, culture that's being created. You do it for the likes and the follows. Listen, I get it. There, one time somebody pulls out a video camera and does something, right? But this is not. This is like the fourth or fifth time we're hearing or seeing of him just be a, a dunderhead. Yeah. So like, so like, it's a pattern at this point. You can't say, "Oh, there were five. There were five separate accidents that happened to me." It's not <laughs> accidents at that point. Yeah. Him, him, and him, and Patrick Mahomes' wife are. Not acquitting themselves very nicely in 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 you know road field advantage. I just think that could it, could it be a distraction to Patrick Mahomes? Maybe that's why he's throwing all the interceptions because out of yeah. the corner out of the corner of his eye, he's, <laughs> he's using his brother dancing, <laughs> dancing on Sean Taylor's number. Ah, 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 
if you're in this environment, you just have to know you have to have thicker skin. Like people are going to come at you with trash talk. It's going to happen. And I'm not saying I'm not excusing the other people. I'm just saying like, you have to hold yourself. But he doesn't shy away from the trash talk, but then gets like when he's doing it. But when people give it back to him, now he's all he's butthurt all of a sudden. Yeah. When Kansas City's losing the game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. That's what I understand. That's what you should (laughs) should be able to take it and be like, yeah, we lost a game. Okay, we lost a football game. (laughs) At the end of the day, it's just a football game, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. Yep. Mm, What a fascinating way to end that game. (laughs) You know what I saw the other day on NFL Network? It was a compilation of Josh Allen plays this year saying – Man, he wasn't even close. He didn't even get to the line of scrimmage on that QB sneak. Saying Josh Allen is the most athletic quarterback in the NFL. Now that, <laughs> now, now that Cam Newton isn't playing. What? I told you, Lamar Jackson is not a quarterback. He doesn't count. Oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> I hate you. This is why you're six on the friends list, bro. All right. If it's not, oh, if it's. Still if, MySpace top eight. If, yeah, not at this rate. If it's not Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray shits on Josh Allen. I, I maybe it's because Josh Allen is that big and can and is that fast and and mobile. That's it's, that's the only thing that I that that I could think. It's got to be Sam Darnold. He's leading the league in like quarterback rushing touchdowns. Right? You mean you mean Sam Newton? <laughs> Sam Newton, Cam Darnold. <laughs> uh, I mean, dude, uh, Trey Lance is more athletic than than Josh Allen. That kid, Jarvis flung. Landry can throw. That... Jarvis Landry used to be a quarterback. Yeah, dude, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel you know Sanders. what? I, you know what I realize from the Bills, they have Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. So you should just run a reverse, reverse, then quarterback throw. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, and then uh, if Josh Allen's so athletic, let him catch some passes. Oh uh, yeah, get him out there. We need to get, get him out there in space. Get your best playmakers need- <laughs> out in space. <laughs> Athletes in space. Watch it's not about happen. the. It's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the Jimmys and the Joes. He ain't uh, yeah. lighting the ass. He ain't lighting the ass. Get him a crosser. <laughs> with my with, with my with my baseball team this this last uh this last week I've started using the phrase in in points where it doesn't it it doesn't it shouldn't allow for it of pressure impact quarterbacks pressure and impact quarterbacks yeah like 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 blitzing right like pressure impacts oh, quarterbacks oh impacts okay okay yeah yeah and like speed like speed impacts quarterbacks <laughs> and they they'll be like what I'm like yeah pressure impacts quarterbacks you telling it to your baseball kids? Yeah. <laughs> How confused just, are they? Good. You got to keep them confused. <laughs> keep them good. That's, 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 that's the Morahan Moran School of Coaching. If they're confused, they're not thinking about baseball. And when you don't think about baseball, you play better baseball. <laughs> oh, my goodness. These kids are fucked. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're either going being... unbeaten or, or, or we're going beaten. <laughs> I have an average Joe's vibe coming from this team. Uh, All right. Do we got anything else for anybody listening? Nothing for me. Thanks for the support, guys. Uh, We had one of our highest weeks 
or our highest day of downloads the other day. So that's pretty awesome uh, for all those you uh, uh, for all of for all of you. Excuse me, listening uh, in the U.S. and around the world. We appreciate it. Keep letting us know um, what we can do better. What uh, what bets you're taking? What bets you're fading? Everything like that. Inst- and follow us on the socials as always. Yep, as Nick said, at Podcast Room three hundred three for Instagram and Twitter. So sorry, three zero three. E, you got anything for them? I just appreciate y'all for tuning in. See y'all next week. All right. So this one was a little longer. We'll go ahead and wrap this up. So we'll see you next time when you come on down. And step into the room. <laughs>